mental parasites, wizards, and corporate espionage. Oh my. Oh my. New comics. New comics. Hey. Look at this. We're still talking about new comics. You know, we took a we took a week off last week. We talked about X-Men. We did. We talked about one of the new comics. One of the new comics. That was like the big one. That was the big one. I mean, we <laughs> we were going to talk about the others, but I got drunk <laughs> and had a hangover and didn't want to record. I mean, it's okay. Life happens sometimes. And then we're going on vacation next week, so who knows what so we'll do. So who knows what we'll do. But we're trying this one. But you know what? We're humans and it's allowed. Boom. Yeah, it and is. And we'll be back because you all understand that we can't get enough. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. I'm Justin. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. Hey, so I did I did want to mention that we we even said it in the X-Men episode. They were like, yeah, we'll talk about the other ones. We never we never, we did. never did. We never did. I, I did like the other three issues. I actually was a big fan. It was Hellions. X Force. Oh yeah, and I re- I read them and I took notes, which I, I didn't even take notes for today's episode. I know. I feel like I did you wrong. It's okay. I, I, was, I was disappointed. How many times do you do prep and I do nothing? Like it's okay. Like Wait, most of the time. <laughs> most of the time, it's fine. And then we wanted to watch Black Widow. Yeah. Which, if you haven't seen that, do it. What are you doing? Like, come on. Come on. And also in this past week, the Loki finale. The Loki finale. It's been a big. Ah oh man, it's, it's like, been a very eventful week, like overall. Yeah, I don't know if you saw. Speaking about eventful media, I don't know if you saw the Trial of Magneto trailer. No, I have seen nothing. Oh, I right, was actually right. like again two weeks in a row. Shout out to Michelle. Okay, Michelle Waffle. She's been sending me stuff on Instagram, and I like flat out said to her like, if it wasn't for you. With my dance intensive this week, I would not know what was happening on the internet. So, like, thank you, Michelle, for keeping me in the loop. But that I did not. I did not see. There's a trailer for a comic. How does it? They do how that. does that work? I mean, they've done that a handful of times. They did that with X-Men 1. I posted that both of those trailers. They've done it actually for a couple of years now where they animate some of the comic panel art. So it's actually the art from oh, the issues. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, I go back and forth about how I feel about them, but this one really got me excited about... Okay, so we're going to pause so I can watch it? Yes. Okay, hold on, everybody. Live reaction. Oh. My. God. One thing. Or did he instant sweep to Mystique's face, and the truth may burn Krakoa to the ground? Yeah. Well, I mean, this ties in timing wise to when inferno is going to be happening i just feel like here's the thing i i feel like my gut tells me that mystique is involved in some way but i don't want it to be that easy like i don't want it to be like and it was mystique a lot of people are saying that is too obvious because it's because it's if that's all it is and then you're gonna you're literally in the trailer gonna be like or did he and then go right to mystique it's a little bit like here we're just handing you the answer so hopefully there's more to it or like twists and turns or something i mean so some of the thought might be if it's not only mystique or if it's not mystique because they do show exodus yes and quickly after and sinister and they all sit next to each other on the side of the council and they all are former villains so oh my god could it be why would they put all of them on one council section together i don't know what xavier was thinking with that with i mean the, what is xavier thinking most of the time 
marionettes, <laughs> puppets, puppets, my puppet people. Yeah, wow. Woohoo, baby. Can't right? wait they, for that. Didn't they get you yeah, excited about it? That, that was dope. That was dope. Uh, that music. Yeah, the music was Although intense. I will say that, yeah, the very beginning thing, like a couple of times when I would like open my Instagram, I think it was us and a few other people may have posted it and I don't know what it was, but it was like the sound was on and it was just like, hey. And I was like, oh, God, what is this? And I like scrolled away really quickly because I was like, must post something dance related. Yeah. Yeah. Work, work, work. Yeah. But it was worth it. It was worth that piercing noise at the beginning. Yeah. And I really like the art. That's yeah. Lucas Wernick. The art is amazing. And so Leah Williams from mm-hmm. X Factor is and it seems like it's the X Factor team continuing to do this last investigation. investigation. It also seems like there's a. A lot of mystery on the Avengers side. Yeah, like the Avengers are up involved. Someone tweeted at us. They were like, "You know what? Even just from this, just from this trailer, I'm already more interested in this as an Avengers versus X Men storyline than the actual Avengers versus X Men storyline." <laughs> and honestly, I have to agree. It just it really puts them at odds in a way that I don't know. I just, you haven't read AVX. No. No, I have not. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole right now. That's a wise choice. Cyclops was right. Okay. I've seen that meme. So, <laughs> um, all right. So we have three. Well, the last oh, thing, okay. last thing, and it's not really X-Men related, but it is Marvel Legends related. Oh, okay. Yep. So let's get it. I don't know if you saw this. This, this, yesterday. the giant sentinel. Yes. No, it's not. Oh, a wait, it's Galactus. So the giant sentinel is the first HasLab that they put out oh, so last the- year. This is the second one that they announced yesterday, officially. They've been teasing it for the last couple of days. So you ordered it? I don't. So that's a big question because I'm on the fence with this one. I thought about it. It is a little bit more expensive. Uh, the Sentinel was $350. This yes. is $400. $400? Why is it more than the Sentinel? It's a little bit bigger. It's about six inches larger. Mm-hmm. It has electronics all throughout the body and head. Oh. And it also has removable face plates. So you have the, rather than changing out its head because of all the electronics, mm-hmm. you have the ability, kind of like MODOK, you can just oh, take yeah. the, the face, face off the face and off. exchange it with different face plates. They didn't reveal any of the stretch goals, which I think they at least hinted towards some of them. I can't remember if, what they revealed for the Sentinel, but I don't know. I'm on the fence because. Let's just take this into consideration, okay? Mm-hmm. If you don't get it and then it comes out mm-hmm. and you see what the stretch goals are and everybody gets those because everybody got it. Well, I'll see the stretch are... goals before as long as long as they get closer and then the, if the stretch goals sweeten the deal. I mean, it's already halfway there. To the, as to of right, the to goal. The, the goal is 14,000, which is a lot. The the goal for the Sentinel initial goal was six thousand. I don't understand. Listen, because, because they because, because they know. so many people bought the Sentinel. Yeah. Then they're like, all right, up the price, up the goal. Yeah. I mean, I understand the up price. It's a bigger figure. It has a lot more tooling. They've learned from the initial mm-hmm. giant robot toy. So I see that, but I don't think people are going to army build this. Whereas other people bought several sentinels i did not because that's you know i thought about it we need one we need one we have the other two and that's the other thing is that like in my mind i know the sentinel has a spot in my shelf 
You don't know where Galactus is going to go. I don't know where Galactus would go. I have the Fantastic Four. I have the Walgreens team. I also have the the modern team. Mm -hmm. And then I even have some of the classics from Toy Biz. I mean, here's... There might not be a space for it in this room. It's like you're talking me into this $400 purchase. I am just saying I don't want you to regret when everyone else has it and you don't. Yeah. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Just think about if you would regret it. I probably would. Okay, so get it. YOLO. Treat yourself. Whatever crazy hashtag you want to use to justify this purchase. I'm just saying, you know, you work hard for your money. Treat yourself. There are seal, seal of approval, folks. You heard it here. I mean, it's I'm not gonna like I'm still making cosplay costumes, so I'm not gonna stop spending money on nerd stuff. So, well, for sure, but also understand that this doesn't like take away from all the other figures that they announced and released that I want otherwise. So this is just I'm aware an additional four hundred dollar. I'm aware. You heard it, folks. I tried to reason and <laughs> rationale, but Alicia said, you know, get it if it's what you want, and I think it's what I want. Do what it. are your thoughts? What are your feels? Have you have you seen it? Do you like it? Have you seen our posts about it? We have a video up and a couple of photos, so check it out. Yeah, tell us what you think. Maybe we'll do a poll. Should Justin buy Galactus? I'll put that in our Instagram story. I'll probably put it in our Instagram story right now after we record, and then you'll see it, and then you'll listen to this episode, and you'll be like, oh, that's what that that's was That's what about. they were talking about. Maybe I'll put a reminder in my phone to do it tomorrow. Because that's when this episode will be out. Who knows? All right. Should we talk about some comics? Probably. So we got X-Corp, Excalibur, and Way of X. And that's the order I read them in. And that's the order I presented them to you to read. Because now that we're out of the Hellfire It's the order in which they were mandated that I read them. (laughs) Because in the same way I open my Legends action figures, I read my comics. The one I'm least excited about to the one I'm most excited about, with the exception of X-Men last week. Mm-hmm. I read that first because I was like, nope, I, gotta, I just want to read this. Gotta, and there's gotta, four gotta. comics. I got plenty to read. Yeah. All right. So let's start with X-Corp. Yeah. I mean, I would agree that X-Corp is my least favorite of these. Yes. 100%. Of all of them. Of all the titles? Of all the titles. I would I agree with that as well. I think, you know, it... <laughs> my big thoughts it's better than the last issue yes it's agreed. better than the first issue it's just the problem is i don't find the overall concept interesting yeah like i'm not i don't care yeah about these the struggles of product launches dealings testing and, and corporate rivalries are not really what i come to comics for yeah i was really interested in jamie madrix's story and i liked that component yeah that was cool and I did think the ending was interesting in that, like, what's happened to Monet now? Yeah. You know, like, I thought that was a nice twist of like, OK, now this is getting interesting. There's seeds of interesting. It's yeah. just it's in the like the first you didn't read the first issue. No. And I don't want you to because <laughs> I, I <laughs> just skip it. If we didn't have a podcast, I probably wouldn't have kept on going with it. I, oh, I say man. that, but I doubt but it. But you probably would I probably would Because you need to know everything. There are also only five issues, so and we'll see what happens after. There's five issues of X-Corp, at least, so I've been told. And there's five issues of Way of X. Oh. So I don't know if these... So they're almost done already. But there is intent to continue Way of X in a different way. 
Interesting. There's also a one-shot that's ending Way of X, and I haven't heard a similar announcement of X Corp. So, all right. Well, f- let's talk about this cover. It's interesting. Yeah. I think it's clever that the coffee mug says "World's Best Bosses." Yeah. Although there really is only one boss. Madrox Prime. The Prime. But I do like that. From what I've seen, at least, I haven't seen the first cover, but. The other two covers, even the health, the even the one that was like Hellfire related, they all have a very similar color scheme and a very similar structure. Like they feel unified, which I think is interesting. Yeah, they like they yeah. say, like I wonder what is the. There's got to be a reason for this. Like okay, three milligrams, thirty-two tablets, and they all have different ones, like different amounts. Well, the milligrams references the issue number. Oh, the number. issue number. Okay, right, so that makes sense. This is issue been three. one, two, and three. And how many tablets does that say? This one says 32. Probably 32 pages. pages. Yeah, because the first, the second one says 32. The first one says 48. So that might have been a longer issue. Actually, I can tell you. Well, it says 35 here on, on, on the digital copy, but that likely eliminates any ads. Interesting. All right. Shall we dig in? Yeah. Page turn noise. You know, I I really liked this bit about Madrox. And I mean, it was very helpful for me. Right, because you don't really know him. Because I don't really know him. So it's like, boom, little nugget of information. Little backstory for you. And I'm currently reading X-Factor Investigations, which is very much so spearheaded by Jamie Madrox. Mm -hmm. And I feel like through that have gotten to know him a lot better. And I'm now seeing him in the future, him further developed as a doctor, as a, you know, this, this scientist guy, because he's very much so not that type in X Factor investigations. And neither is Monet. I feel like there's a, a big difference between their characters from that title in this title. Growth, maturity, development in ways in ways i mean i'm just saying words i didn't read x factor <laughs> investigations so. that's true all right the- and i and i really like this this the the next couple pages where it shows like the workflow chart yeah, and the- like that it's sideways and you have to like flip the book and- honestly the whole madrox arc throughout this book it was probably my favorite piece with some nuggets of other things that i was like all right this is cool mm-hmm. but the madrox stuff was Tops in my mind. The tops. Tops in my mind. I, I like the idea that he he makes the dupes and then reabsorbs them and like gets all their information and then like I wonder if when they come back out like are they the same dupes that once were or are they all completely new? It varies, and that's actually a component that they're exploring in X Factor Investigations or have explored in X Factor Investigations as I'm reading. In that he's following up on this idea that he sent out dupes to basically each do their own thing for mm-hmm. years. Oh like, gosh. And then they one like came become... back as a shield agent. One came back as a priest. One came back as like the most skilled private detective. And then he's absorbing all of this intelligence. But then they're like, knowledge. no, I don't want to be absorbed. So the, the priest, uh, had a wife and kid <laughs> like, Oh no. So that was an interesting read X factor investigations folks if you haven't because oh my god i thought you were I, talking to me for a second no you're not gonna read it it's a lot longer than i thought it was gonna be i've been reading a lot of random just 20 issue runs but this one's like 100 or so i'm, I'm already 
25 issues in, so I guess I really can't complain. And I'm really enjoying it. You've heard me laugh out loud a handful Mm -hmm. of times over the past couple of days. It's because I'm reading X Factor. We have our title. It's the title page. Team Synergy. The Madrox Workflow. Written by Teeny Howard. Art by Valentin DeLandro. Color artist Sunny Go. Letters, VCs Clayton Cowles. Alrighty. I didn't get a page turn noise. Yes, you did. Did I? I'll give you another one, but you did. With a little pop at the end. I did. Um, Check the tape, okay? (laughs) It's there. So we start out after the title page. We got a data page. Getting you right in with your information. Hey, the difference is in the various legs of X-Corp. We've got the pharma side. You know the pharma side. You've known it the whole time, but now we're talking about telecom. Mm. I mean, as a person who works events and has been to many a conference, I can really appreciate this setup mm-hmm. and the conference. And as as the issue continues, I do I do understand the frustration of the females in this situation. Where oh, they're yeah. like, hey, go to the women's marketing. Like, g- go away. Yeah, I no. can go to a regular marketing. There were meeting. things that definitely resonated with elements of the corporate space yeah it's just not it's necessarily not like, what i'm looking for in a comic yeah book. it's like yeah let me get into this like sci-fi fantasy book and then we'll go to a tech conference there was someone on instagram that was posting it was uh chili that was posting about this and i was like don't make me feel like it's monday morning on a wednesday afternoon yeah <laughs> like yeah. you know i don't need to be at work when i'm in my comics Mm-hmm. so i mean not much is going on except that they're prepping for the launch of this thing. Angel and Monet seem pretty boastful about it. They are very confident. They're very confident in what's about to happen. Simply superior. <laughs> and we they got our first mention of the We Talk Two Women Networking Group with uh, I can't. Trinary and Wind Dancer. Yeah, and they all got to go to the special. Women's network, which I think you know, so Teeny Howard does come from corporate, that's where she worked prior to writing comics. And I think that it is an interesting perspective that she's adding into this book. It's something that we don't see explored in comics, right, and it's yeah, it's finding a way to be relevant into the X Men's larger story because they do have a corporation, they do have a portfolio of things, and there's going to be rivalry. Uh, I just I struggle with it. I know it's it's hard to find it like engaging yeah. in the same way, and I I'm I, okay. So so these other mutants are helping with the launch or the like the powering they're up, jump of the, starting. Yeah, like basically. I was gonna say like ignition, yeah, igniting, igniting of this thing. Like so, with our, our powers combined, we can be mm-hmm. a tech hub. Which so Vulcan Bishop Thunderbird which is the code name of Neil Shahara, a different Thunderbird than mm-hmm. John Proudstar, and Sunspot, which I like these mutants. I like this this grouping. I like the fact that, hey, we're going to try to make a different circuit. The idea of making circuits is very interesting to me. It's I all think, around yeah. in, in Krakoa. And that is a really big theme coming out of the Krakoan era and finding other ways that we can work off of each other's powers. Would love to see that continue. I think... It's odd to have Bishop on this team. He doesn't actually generate power, but rather absorbs and redistributes it. But maybe he's like the... 
who's the one of the five that is there to make special their... sauce hope yeah 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 I he's mean, the special sauce right he's harmonizing the energies too I mean, i'm not and, sure and then he also has that like tech element so right like no he doesn't i thought he like builds things that's forge oh this is bishop bishop at least you get it together yeah so just the idea that he doesn't so it's interesting because bishop technically could act as like a siphon of power but we run into basically that problem later on is that there's too much power. There's not a vent. There's not a, anything siphoning it off. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder how he works in this. Yeah. But we got Layla Miller and Jamie Madrox married with a kid. I think it's upsetting that he sends a dupe to go be with his I, child. I would 100% agree. And like the fact is like, make sure you come back so I can absorb you so I can get the memories of my child walking. Like, yeah. That's not a great path it, it, to go down. No. Especially because I'm assuming that he's very much tricking her into thinking that's actually him. I think so. I'm not sure if he explicitly says it in this page he does say you know this is not something that i trust for a dupe but you know with my wife and kids sure, sure why, yeah, not? why not why not uh layla is she's not introduced in x-factor investigations but she is explored further as to who she is and how she knows stuff because that's a thing she says all the time <laughs> i'm layla miller i know stuff i know stuff another thing that was interesting there was a post in the house of x facebook group talking about married mutant couples and they came to mind especially after this issue and just because of what's teased in x factor <laughs> and now we're back at a meeting a very interesting meeting we're gonna talk business with drinks with drinks off to the side yeah and monet's been blocked by a psychic shield from miss saint john and then yikes yeah well well trinary and wind dancer to the rescue kind of they they recognize that monet has left the chat which i think is a interesting way to describe how telepaths use their powers yeah like we can't hear her anymore and we get our big venting problem we're not venting there's an overcharge of power and the dupe that just came back from spending time with the fam is the one closest to the overcharge. You can tell. I I did flip back to check it out. So the the kid on this panel puts a little sticker on his jacket, and that's the sticker that Jamie Prime finds in the disintegration. When he's blown up. So there go your memories, dude. You're in trouble now. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a video of it. Yeah, that's the same. No, it's not. (laughs) It's consolation of some kind. Of some kind. I think it's interesting to introduce what Miss St. John now has as a as a ability through this. Yeah, so I got a little bit confused because it seemed like she was talking about, like she was having conversations about the different things they were working on and how some mutants don't actually want to be mutants and there's like maybe they're developing like a cure or something along those lines and then she injects Monet, but then... Monet escapes through the ceiling. Escapes so it's like, or is, is captured? I'm not sure. So it's like, was she, did she dampen her powers? Did she remove her powers? It seems she, she dampened. So especially from how she, she out of the ceiling. That's what I'm saying. Was <laughs> captured. Uh, I I don't think that that was her extracting herself potentially. Oh well, that makes more sense. That's, because I was like, mm, 
somehow. Because St. John even refers to the fact that it has paralysis. So I don't think that she is completely in control of her abilities at that point, especially after being injected, injected. with this yeah, it's crazy. thing that seems to dampen her powers, which, you know, interesting because it brings in exactly what is the motivations of this other company. Mm-hmm. Nobles, I think, is the name of the company. Mm. And then the demonstration fails. And that's awkward. That's awkward. Everybody's upset. We get a little side story from Jamie Madrox at the end. <laughs> I like that. That was fun. I didn't like it. Really? Because. <laughs> it's hard to follow. Yeah, because I was trying to follow it. And then I was like, does it go in multiple directions? Well, yes. So. Multiple men. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't like. It. I just. What? I started. I didn't like that. I was confused by how to read it. Well, it's got the arrows. Yeah, but the arrows, like this, okay, second box goes to three boxes next because three different multiple men are doing three different things. So which one do I read it first? Doesn't matter. Maybe to you, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter because you follow one story thread. It's like a choose your own adventure, but you go back to the first page. Well, I you didn't know? do it like that. Oh, so. I did. Okay, then. What's the Krakoan for next issue? Failure to launch. Again, so I, I said kind of at the beginning what I'm feeling about this book. I think big picture, it's getting better, but it's not really all there for me. Mm-hmm. It's like Silicon Valley, but it's not funny. And it's kind of like X-Men, but they're not really X-Men. That's you know? honestly like all I could think about was Silicon Valley. Right, because the they're always at the tech conferences mm-hmm. and they're, you know, but there's no comedy. And but they do still have the like, oh, man, we didn't quite do what we wanted right, we to do. We failed doing our thing, but we're still moving forward. Uh, it's going to be five issues. So I've heard I'm going to read all five issues, but I can't imagine that it's going to come back in a different way just because everybody else I've talked to feels pretty similarly about where yeah. they're at with the book. What, what did you think? Where, where are you at with it? I mean, it's fine. I, I'm interested in what are these other people doing? Like, mm-hmm. what are they creating? And now what has happened to Monet? But I don't really care for the pacing because so much of it is focused on this like tech world, corporate. tech world, cor- corporation stuff. But yeah, it is what it is. Failure to launch coming up next. But hey, Excalibur. Excalibur. Brain busting Excalibur. We got a double dose of Teeny Howard. I don't know if you noticed that. So she's the writer yes. of X Corp and Excalibur. Double dose. Let's start brain with busting. Brain, brain busting. Brain busting. I mean, yeah. Well, so two things. One, this issue builds off of an arc of New Mutants that you haven't re- read. Mm-hmm. This issue also builds out of some of the results of Ten of Ten Swords. Ten of Swords. That what a you wonderful. Have not read. You know, on vacation, I'm going to give it a go. Maybe. We'll see. It's vacation, so I'll do what I want. Yep. I love this cover, though. Yeah, the cover's really cool. It's super cool. I do I don't like. I know who this little pig man is. Uh, or pig, pig being. It's just Merlin's associate. I know, but I love them. I love their little frilly collar and their little book. Yeah, he is none too happy with the witch breed running around his kingdom. He will not have it. Shall we begin? Mm. Page turn noise. That way you can't forget that it happened. 
And it's Beast. Yeah, Beast is here. You Go know. away. So he's the collecting samples. Blight spoke, which is a... To study, but he's not really collecting samples. Yeah. He's just collecting data. Yep. So Blight spoke is one of the realms of Otherworld. Mm-hmm. This Sheriff Whitechapel character. I love her. Yeah. Oh my! She kind of looks like Kate Pryde. That's probably why. But obsessed. also doesn't at the like, same time. Obsessed. The moment I saw her, I was like, "Do I? Does she come back? <laughs> Do I need to make this costume?" She like, had her first appearance in Ten of Swords, so she is a relatively new character. I love it. And her being this sheriff of Blightspoke is just kind of a cool thing. Her crew is just. Can we just take a second? Uh, her crew is all sorts of insane, visually awesome. Like, if you really look through it, this bear suit guy riding a tarantula motorcycle, what is this? It's amazing. It's amazing. That's what the it is. The two bird face people don't even phase me next to him because he is just all sorts of what I'm looking at. I mean, they're pretty, pretty dope looking. He is pretty dope looking, too. But I was kind of just mesmerized by her, and they were just background. But they are cool. Like, their overall aesthetic is really cool. Yeah. And I just love that, like, like what is she? Is she, like, Zorro? Is she a cowboy? Is she All of the a above. magician? Is she a pirate? Well, like, like this, this bullet seems to have a homing ability as she shoots at Gambit, who reacts quickly to grab and throw it down. Yeah, that was cool. So there were articles... Wondering if this is saying he's got some form of super speed now. I don't know, but it was very. Well, it's funny because you were um, <clears throat> just watching it without me, and then I happened to catch the end of Avengers. But it was very Hawkeye arrow to Loki catch midair moment for me. You're going to get mad at me every time I watch a Marvel movie? Here's the thing, okay? It's just that I want to watch them too, and I'm not mad at you i'm just jealous that i wasn't able to also watch it you got to watch the last hour i was also doing work on my phone during that time social mediaing. it's just we've seen them together several times and sometimes i like to like, all right well you know what i'm gonna start watching them without you i'm gonna watch all the x-men movies by myself go for it go for it when are you be- when are you without me for three hours though never Unless I'm at work. Yeah. But so this idea that he could potentially use his kinetic charging abilities as a way of increasing his speed. So Gambit has always had some type of increased agility, Mm. but could his ability to basically manipulate kinetic energy, can he do that internally? Mm, That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's all that far-fetched. It's just an interesting new concept. And I just love the way that she, the sheriff is just like, she's so angry and against and just like, stop what you're doing. And then they're like, well, we're not doing what you think. And then yeah. she's like, oh, okay, let me hug All this right. dragon. And y'all are great. Just uh, don't let anyone else see you doing what you're doing because there's some dangerous folks in these parts. Yeah. Beast actually doing some science and not being a plant terrorist. Like, leave the subterfuge at home. I'm just making 3D copies with my science brain. And then they ride off into the sunset. On their motorcycle horses. So great. So great. 
Uh, Pete's resurrection. Oh, Pete. So we right poor in, Pete. In uh, during the Hellfire Gala, Pete was sacrificed by I mean, the clan Akaba. Not to say serves you right, Pete, but like, what were you doing in their lair? Like, For true. come on, figure it out. Don't follow them there. Yeah, you can't go back to the UK anymore, Peter. No. I'm curious to know how they know what they know. Like for them to know that it was Coven Akaba. Right. And how the whole thing happened. They would have had to have him backed up or had someone deliver that message. Like how did they get confirmation of death? X Factor ends and all that goes out the window now. We just. Oh, yeah. No, they, I'm sure there's a way. There's we you now know that they need confirmation of death. So you don't need to see them get it every single time. How they get it, though. I don't know. I don't like there's just too much information that Megan has that we we don't have information as to how she got it. Well, why don't you call her and ask her? All right. I will. Megan, how'd you get this info? Please tell me things. Bye. Yeah. We'll get some some tasteful nudity all around on this page as tasteful nudity. You know, we got Pete Wisdom just crying no. Proteus just naked and purple watching this man break down into a puddle of his own tears. And then what looks like Angel flying around, also kind of naked. He's got pants on, maybe, but... Yeah, I think he has pants on. Shouldn't you be at a launch or something? Probably. No peace. Treasures of Britain. Written by Teeny Howard. Art by Marcus Toe. Color artist Eric Arseniega. Letter VCs Ariana Maher. Mayor? Maher? Don't ask me. The worst. I'm the worst. Well, so we got no peace on multiple fronts, right? Between the UK and Krakoa, all throughout other worlds, and the witch breed, which I've been thinking about. For a wizard, doesn't really seem like an insult. You know, for yeah, Merlin like, as a wizard. What are you saying, Merlin? You're a freaking witch. Right, right. So, like, you're like, the same thing. Wouldn't That's witch, an amazing point. Wouldn't witch breed just be your people? These are your people. But they were born with their witches. Yeah, that phrase doesn't really make sense. We're in the Starlight Citadel. I gotta say, this Satur, Satur, Suda, Suda, Opal lady. Saturnine. She's a very um, Emma Frosty in this in this issue. Like visually or attitude-wise? Like visually and a little bit attitude-wise. I mean, she's. I, I'd say she's a little bit more surly than Emma Frost. And especially because of Ten of Swords. Uh, <laughs> some of the What's things that yeah some of the reasons like she she is upset about the fact that betsy is captain britain and brian is not yes well that's clear i mean because that's basically been her thing the entire the time. entire time because she's low-key in love with brian not so low-key but sorry lady yeah everybody just hates that the mutants are here merlin is all sorts of surly and roma's boobs are barely hanging on to her dress that's definitely true. So, there, like I said, there's a handful of developments that came out of Ten of Swords, putting a couple of mutants in power and expanding their access to areas of Otherworld. And Merlin sees this as a slight, which I get, but also at the same time, you know, let them let him play in Otherworld. Yeah, just leave them be. Betsy's got a mission. Well, wait, she's got a mission and then there's something that she doesn't know. Right, well, because she doesn't know how... Merlin was taken away from his point of power. Right. Right. Because he used to be the omniversal 
person. But not anymore. No longer. Before I go, one thing. How did you take the seat from Merlin? Uh, Captain, perhaps it is no. time. No. I don't like giving gifts, but I am impressed when one is ambitious enough to ask for what she wants. Go tell me what Merlin's got planned next, and I'll tell you how I brought him down last time. You ought to at least know the truth. A little bit of intrigue. A little bit of intrigue. And then... Pete's bummed out on Braddock Isle. He's just sad, sad while everyone parties around him. And check out the defenses that the UK now has in between Braddock Isle and themselves. Like You have helicopters, you have ships, you have all sorts of people that are like, nope, no mutants at all. Not having it. And then we get a letter. A little, maybe a little email data page. Right, so this is what I mentioned about the Ark in New Mutants. Denny and Shan traveled to a few kingdoms of Otherworld and were caught trespassing by Merlin. Uh-oh. They're set on another quest and seems to be driving some of the anti-mutant sentiment here that Merlin is now feeling and expressing. Now, the the Tower of Merlin. So, like, this section, this is my favorite section of the book. Like, I feel like this is the book hitting its stride. I, I enjoyed this issue. I feel like this is what I want more of, is mm. this team being a team, playing off of each other, going on missions, doing things. Like I feel like I get so little of this elsewhere in the page because they're just setting up other things. This felt like it was a different book. And I'm glad Gambit is finally getting to do some things here. <laughs> like he's throwing cards. He's, he's catching having, bullets. Yeah, he's having an attitude. He's charging a train later on but yeah i mean it's an interesting kind of concept that has been brought up before you know when you were when we were talking about x-men and this idea that now that gene and scott are on a team and emma and logan are not there to cause romantic drama like so much of gambit's role in this story before rogue left to go be on the x-men was centered around him being worried about what was happening to her and yep. being concerned about her and not he wasn't a, he wasn't gambit himself he was just gambit trying to take care of rogue or gambit he worried was about rogue's rogue. husband he was not gambit right and now he can be gambit so it's interesting that he was cat dad it's he was cat dad it's interesting how characters get pigeonholed into their relationships well i just feel like yes i would agree with that and i feel like a majority of some of the arcs before you know, it was the Apocalypse Brings Magic to Krakoa. It was the Betsy Braddock show with Rogue being in trouble. Like, Rogue, Gambit, and Jubilee, Jubilee still, but have been pretty underserved mm. through this title in terms of, like, I just feel like the narrative focus has been on a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things that this book introduces and is trying to juggle. And when it hits and i feel like you know now that i've stuck with it mm -hmm. and i've still been reading it and enjoying a handful of issues i feel like it's gotten a lot stronger since 10 of swords because it's got it's it's got its ideas laid out i mean i've always liked it which i know is the first issue was like what is even happening but after that i've i i enjoy it because yeah. i like in, in a sense of a magical world and stuff like that, I like to know all the little nitty gritty details and get to know the characters. And I like the sass and I like the kind of discovery of all of the things. Mm -hmm. 
But I agree that this section was a really great section of the book. Yeah. This was, you know, everybody's got a hood. We're all sneaking. We're all doing things. We're using we're our powers. Sneaking. And then even Merlin. Merlin's got yeah, a hood. Even Merlin's got a hood. And he's, you know, it just, this is a super powered villain on the other side, quote unquote villain. I love his, this close up of his mouth. It reminds me, which I know it doesn't really have anything to do with, but it just like visually takes me back to the animated uh, Disney Aladdin. Hmm. And when Jafar. Jafar is like the old man inside the Ooh, yeah. the, um, the prison with Aladdin and he's like trying to convince him to go to the Cave of Wonders and like his just like little crouched bo- body and his little seedy smiley mouth. Like that's what I I mean, it's got, got a lot of, of that, that visual aesthetic in the tower itself too yeah but excalibur escapes and they drop down to the bottom of the tower and they find a train yeah and then gambit makes that train go zoom zoom next stop to citadel you're a madman remy labelle oh look it's pete pete is striking back i'm falling asleep but who are these people okay so he he takes people he used to work with who were mutants and he never actually worked with them. Okay. These are agents of strike. That's why that forced bit of wordplay of oh. him striking back. Oh. So if you remember <laughs> back from swing and a miss, folks. If you well, remember it, back maybe it landed for other people. Yeah, probably not. not. Probably not. Yeah, I try sometimes, but maybe too much. Never. If you remember back from our Retcon Wrangler episode of Psylocke. Mm-hmm. She had joined the side division of Strike, which yes. is basically the UK, England's version of a secret spy agency. Mm-hmm. And so what Pete is doing in this page right here is researching the fact that these agents of Strike, these former Psy agents of Strike that had all died, they were in fact mutants. They weren't just Psy sensitive people. They had mutant abilities they were registered on cerebros files so he is able to bring them back and he got awfully quick authorization for that resurrection yeah but i think that this builds up a cool side thread which i don't know that we necessarily need side another thread oh but swing and a miss <laughs> it builds on another part of this world that connects to the setups of the recent past with the fact that now these agents of strike are no longer allowed in their homeland mm-hmm. but also the long-term past about this side division within and and what they could be doing it, it gives pete something cool in his corner and i yeah. kind of like it i like pete i'm into him yeah our data page telling us about who these people are what does humor mean like, why do they all have different color humor? The heck does that even mean? I'm not sure what that means. And I don't know if that has something to do with, like, the energy signature that they produce. You know, what color their energy is. Hmm. Uh, that's the only thing that I can think that it could potentially be. But I don't know. But this last page, let's talk about that. Because <gasps> that's the there. probably the coolest final page of an Excalibur issue this whole run. We like, get a watch hint out, Jamie. As to the long running tease in the background, first introduced in issue one of the fact that Arthur Pendragon has been missing. And like Merlin, yeah. you have him in a cage, Merlin. And all messed up mentally. What 
have you done? And does this have anything to do with how Merlin lost his seat? Intrigue, questions, wonder. Intrigue, wonder. Crocon for next issue? Doom. Doom. Also check out that image, Dr. Doom. Who's been showing up all over the X line. Not Check out that image it. also and just look at Betsy's facial expression for just a hot second. Yeah. She's, she's not like, having it. I mean, Doom is a... Talk about power users of magic. Doom is a sorcerer. Well, seems like they, there might be a throwdown between Doom and Merlin. Maybe. Yeah, I, Maybe I, a throwdown. I really enjoyed this issue. I, I give Excalibur a lot of flack because I feel like it's got a lot of things going on, which it does. But with them up in the air kind of settling down it feels like it gives focus to a bit of those weaving together betsy's story is somewhat at a place where the book can now focus on other things we've lost apocalypse and rogue who were two of the more interesting ads in my mind but at least now we can hopefully give some focus to gambit and jubilee and Mm. it seems like megan and pete are on the wings to join in and some interesting supporting role. Megan being a, a fairy and a magic user as well. And mm-hmm. Pete now building his own side division from former strike agents. I'm interested. I'm excited. You know, there was a, there was another post that I was talking to some people about of Excalibur as a whole. And I, I feel like I, I go back and forth, but it's been on the upswing since Ten of Swords in my book. I like it. But we all know that's because I like magic. We got one more. Way of X. Way of X. What a cover. I do. I do love this cover. What a cover. I mean, I think you know I'm a fan of Way of X. I think you know that I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the last issue was your first issue. So mm-hmm. uh, that was, of the four, probably the the weakest link. I'd say. So I don't know if you felt better about this issue or. I felt. Yeah, I did. You got Nightcrawler stuck in the middle of a family feud with those creepy patchwork man eyes in the background, which are awesome. Yeah. So awesome. Shall we? Yeah. Page turn noise. Data page of a Rocco. Right off the bat. Yeah. Which I think is great. I think. To explore more of that across books, that's what I want to see. You mm-hmm. know, that was that was the big question of, oh, we just put all the Araco mutants on Mars, and now we don't have to deal with them. No, we're dealing with them. We're They're, talking about Mars them. is Mars is big, baby. Mars is a thing. It's part of it. We get this little this little story. Yep. That I understand, but also <laughs> I don't understand. Well, so this story parallels the story of how forgiveness of past transgressions of Mm -hmm. the evil right so krakoa in a very similar way to this story had a bunch of people that did some negative things to its community members who were forgiven at the start right and so that is it's like a it's like a parable or a fable like a teaching moment yeah but also to bring Forward the potential story of Lost, who is a new character Mm -hmm. in this title, who we don't know all that much about, but have some seeming connections to both Stacey X and now Fabian Cortez in the Acolytes. Ah, Fabian. And it sounds like Cortez killed Lost's parents. I mean, from what I 
gather or know from this character, he's not that great of a guy. Yeah, so, no, definitely not. <laughs> not surprised by it. Yeah, that seems to be what set her off when we saw him at the Bower last issue. Mm-hmm. And it's also why we're seeing this other story to kind of illustrate this idea of forgiveness of the evils of past crimes. The fact that she's being asked to move forward, even though she's got no peace with this. Right. She's like needs to deal with the fact that this happened, but he doesn't have to acknowledge the fact that potentially he killed her parents. At least that's what's being established. And after losing her parents, she was living on the streets and potentially is how she met and came into contact with Stacey X, who Mm -hmm. was announced last issue. This interesting point from Legion about Sabretooth, you know, does he deserve to be in the pit or was he just made an example of? Because he was judged on laws that were being made up on the fly. Um, But also not really, because he was also judged on the fact that they told him one thing to do and he did his own thing anyway. He's Sabretooth. He murders people. That's Sabretooth just being Sabretooth. There was a whole story in the 90s about Xavier trying to cure Sabretooth of his Sabretoothiness. And he couldn't do it because that's just who Creed is. Okay. Well. Sorry, Creed. I think it's interesting that Lost needs to stay on Mars as because of the... Like effects that the atmosphere has and lessening yeah, her lower powers gravity. and yeah that that this the atmosphere is is having different effects on her powers and she needs to stay there until she learns how to better control like that's interesting that there's this whole new level of like yeah Mars is habitable and we can be there but it's still not the same as Earth like there's right. still differences and it will still affect different mutants in different ways which is interesting yeah and i mean this and i feel like is going to be a a point that gets brought up again like they wouldn't just put that in one time and then have it go away absolutely not i think a couple of the ways that sysperier is using this book as a way to talk about the effects of mars the things that need to be dealt with because of mars Araco. You have Lost who is created in this title, so now you have an ability to kind of work with their powers in relation to this new location that you have. Mm-hmm. But then the other person that you get to really bring in in an interesting way, Dust. Ah, Dust. Soraya. It's such an interesting idea that tides... Dust tides. Dust is, you know, it's not just water. Yeah. And, and the moon of Mars... Of Araco. Yeah, and the fact that moon controls tides and the moon's not strong enough to do it the same way that it does on Earth and right. how that affects, like, you know, it's it's all of these things. Like, you think, I'm just going to make a planet active, but you don't really know how to do it. You don't think of the science behind you're not, it, You're not paying attention to all the science. you got to pay attention to the science. I, I would love to see more of dust in the future in books, I think, especially with an interesting purpose like she has here. mm Agreed. So then we we leave Lost to um <laughs> hold on the just the fact that uh wait the Iraqi mutants the colonists the the colonies are they safe? Huh. Let the cutting clouds come. Their fury strengthens us. I quote. <laughs> so just <laughs> we have an update of our Iraqi friends. 
They're we don't doing see great. them, but they're doing great. They're thriving on Mars. They will become even stronger because of this cutting wind. But <laughs> we don't want to destroy our new diplomatic ring after it's just been recently created. Yes. Then we just say, see you later, Lost. We got to go back to Krakoa and get some other stuff done. Yep. Legion's got something to do. Nightcrawler is going to go find something to do. Kill no man. Heirs and Graces. Heirs and Graces. And I don't know if this is always true, but Heirs and Graces was the Krakoan. Yeah, I was going to say that sounded familiar. Which I don't think it always is, but now now I kind of want to go back and check. Now we'll have to investigate. Written by Cy Spurrier. Art by Bob Quinn. Color artist Java Tartaglia. And letter VCs Clayton Cowles. All righty. We're in it. We're in it. We're in it. Gorgon. And some crazy stuff is happening over here. Yeah. Fabian, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, for sure. What are you doing, man? He's, <laughs> I mean, all right. So you got to know, you know a little bit about Fabian Cortez from X-Men number one. Yes. Right? The fact that Dreadlord Magneto, the flat scans. We and must... I, uh, yes, yes, that's the one. Yep. You weren't talking about new X-Men number one. You were talking about the one that we did that was... X-Men 1991 number when, one. When we revamped Magneto as a bad guy. Right. And so he wanted to kill the flat scans. There was also a recent issue of S.W.O.R.D. that he was in. So he was a part of the S.W.O.R.D. team and was recently replaced. Oops. So he feels wronged in a variety of ways. And he was PO'd. also he was also publicly replaced in front of the council. Ooh. Oh, he was naked. naked. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that on the internet. I get why he's kind of pissed. I just feel like he's going about it in a really bad way of what he's going to do. You know, he doesn't want to be taken to the council. He doesn't want to be lectured by Nightcrawler. So he's creating this situation where he's not going to kill a man. No, he's just going to make someone else do it. Yeah. Best guess? He panics and tears off that mask. Everyone dies. Yeah. Like, come on. This manipulation of Gorgon to avoid Kurt. The, so you don't know what the death of Gorgon means in Otherworld? Nope. But you know that that's a thing and that happens mm-hmm. in Dinosaur. <laughs> well, I do know that if you die in Otherworld, then when you're trying to be resurrected, it's all like scrambled and you come back weird. Mm-hmm. And you know that from Rock Slide, I believe. Yes, that was we talked about that in the last couple of issues. I think that yep. we re- we reviewed. But I think it's it's interesting the subversion of the kill no man law and how Cortez is creating a situation where he isn't doing the killing but is causing potential harm. And yeah, but then is Gorgon going to get like in trouble? Like he he doesn't care. Fabian doesn't care. Right, he doesn't care. And I don't know if Gorgon would get in trouble. Gorgon? Gorgon? I'm not sure. But it's interesting because it also furthers the conversation of the laws, right? So we spent a handful of time on the make more mutants element. Mm -hmm. And that was really a driving factor. But the laws itself are really part of Nightcrawler's quest to find something that connects to the larger ideas of Krakoa. You know, not necessarily a religion as he had started with in X-Men number seven saying that he needed to create, but this idea that something bigger that connects us all. So we Mm -hmm. all have these three laws. What do they mean? And what do they mean to us? And apparently they mean nothing to Fabian Cortez. Nothing. And then we have a data page about Fabian. About Fabian from Dr. Nemesis, who I just love. I love his assessment of Cortez and his power. 
you know, but also how he's just terrible. Like, I think the, the it thing is that, what it is. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's basically what it says. The the blocked out word, I'm pretty sure, is just a swear word about Fabian. <laughs> Could be. And then the Green Lagoon. The Green Lagoon. Oh man, this this sequence was visually intense and really cool. Yeah, I like the sequence a lot. The rage of Onslaught bubbling in the people around them as Xavier and Legion talk. And yet again, in this scenario, in this scene, Legion is telling Xavier, you can't go in my mind to see this thing. Yeah. You can't see this thing or bad things are going to happen. And Xavier is like, I do what I want. Right. And oh. And so like. The idea of Onslaught comes from the negative emotions, the negative feelings of Xavier and Magneto intertwining. Mm -hmm. And I feel like here we have a lot of negative feelings. We have like the regret and the distance that Xavier feels between him and his son. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the poisoning the minds, amping up all the negative stuff around them, his fear, his desire to be able to control everything with the potential future ahead of them, right? So you think about what Moira showed Xavier, he is shouldering that pressure. The fact that that's where we always go, that's where we always lead. My previous dream was not getting us anywhere productive, but now he feels this responsibility to lead them in a better way. And it also makes it so that he feels a responsibility for everyone and has this anger from being denied access to the information that he feels like he needs to be able to have to help. Yet, no, oh man, you rolled your whole head with that. Because being denied the information that he thinks he needs. I'm not saying that he's in the right. I know, but I'm I'm just just calling it like that's the stuff about Xavier that's like, yes, you people have free free will. will. You can't just take what you want and if you do you're gonna incinerate a bunch of people and turn them into bones and dust well so including yourself you big dumb dumb it's just really interesting about how it builds off the concept of onslaught and intertwines it with the realities of krakoa Mm. and that's why i i really like i want to know more about how the entity of onslaught comes into play which we're definitely going to get in the next which will be the final issue of way of x but then there is the one shot that comes afterwards that will be the onslaught revelations i just want to talk about these two pages art wise though yes because i love this layout i remember this layout from like house of x powers of 10 i think it was like the first council meeting where i was saying everybody's council everybody looks like they're like their own trading card and i just really like the setup and the structure of you know the diagonal lines of the images like so when it's just xavier and legion it's like every other one and so it creates this pattern with them that's really visually interesting and then to the flip side still like geometrically xavier is top and bottom legion is left and right and then even though legion is in that bottom right corner still the the differentiation in the colors like just the layout like is really visually pleasing on top of the fact that i just really like this artwork yeah um i I do too i really like bob quinn's work here uh and and even the the color artists who java tartaglia and and what they're able to bring 
with representing each panel in a different color. So the yeah. nine panel page mm-hmm. is a pretty standard comic design layout, but to use it in an interesting way like this to tell a story in a couple of different ways. So you're having the conversation and you're having the effects that it's having on everybody around them. I love it when it's used in a conversational layout because you can look at this page without really reading it and really understand what's happening you can feel the back and forth you can feel the progression of the changing of their emotions or the changing of what like the just the overall progression of the conversation and how it's escalating and how the colors change and then that last that last little square yeah where you you just reaches for it he just takes like xavier what the heck man and then you exploded yourself well, yeah. And Onslaught is just there in the background. This, Onslaught's there. This did, page. This page, yeah. The, this spread. This, this panel at the top. So amazing. And so then the Zorn entourage vaporizes everyone. Ah, because they must. Because they must. And that's and that's referenced earlier, right? Basically, well, so he has the Zorn brothers there or whatever. Also, are they like just Zorn and Zorn? Yep. Okay. There's one <laughs> with have an different X names. and ones with a Z. Yep. Which I think in this issue, they're not... I think they're both referred to as XORN. No. Yeah, no, in the in the front boxes. Oh, but in the conversation, there's... Yes, one is with a Z and one is with an X. Yeah, Zorn, Zorn, you're, you're teaching him some sort of calming meditations? No, Professor. We're ready to vaporize David's brain if he loses control at his request. Yeah. And it's which, like... It's been, a, it's been a running thing over the past couple of issues where... Hey, the Zorns are kind of like David's groupies. What's going on? But just all the skulls and the fact that Xavier is among these skulls. Yet again, Xavier needs to be resurrected. Better tell the resurrection crew to cancel their dinner plans, eh? But I mean, if what he did by by touching Legion's head and getting access to information that Legion flat out told him you do not do this. Yep. It will be bad. Now all these people are going at each other. Like right. you have nothing else. Like what else are they supposed to do? But I just love the layout of this, the big explosive image in the background with then like the follow-up images underneath. Yeah. And I always love a good Hamlet moment. <laughs> <laughs> but and the, the onslaught visualization is beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really, the art is really beautiful in this book. Bob Quinn. Get it. Get it, Bob. He's the one that created soft serve. Let's not talk about soft serve. <laughs> Let's always talk about <laughs> soft serve. Hey, we're back in Central Park. Oh, no. Cortez putting Nightcrawler in a tough position with limited options of how to move forward. I Listen. Yep. I don't, I don't care for this decision. The fact that he bamps into the ice cream? He's like, let me just get ice cream all over myself and just be a clown. And then. Well, so he diffuses. So the fact that Gorgon has telepathy and that telepathy is boosted by Cortez. So he is unable to siphon out the negative emotions of everyone around him, mm-hmm. not only in his immediate area, but in New York City. Mm-hmm. But so Nightcrawler is diffusing that tension through a pratfall into the ice cream container. But it seems like he's just making the ice cream guy more mad. It's true, but he's now mad at Nightcrawler and everybody else is laughing and enjoying it. 
whatever. But I, I would I like, would agree that what does the ice cream's emotion does the ice cream guy's emotions not get amped up? Like I guess because everyone else is laughing, so it's fine. Diffuses it, yeah. But he takes out Cortez and forces him to have a heart to heart conversation with Lost about what's between them. Probably mm. something that we'll find out in next issue. Probably. I like these like pulling him by his ponytail. (laughs) That's what you get, Cortez. Let's talk about these last two pages because wait, because we totally skipped over the part that Legion asks Xavier for Krakoan's seed. Yeah, and 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 Xavier just gives it to him with no hesitation. With what do you need this for? Don't worry about it. I mean, I didn't think that that was. I didn't think that the seeds were off limits. You know, I feel like I see X-Men going on missions and taking flowers with themselves to, to plant gates back. It, it seems like the planting of gates is not kept as a guarded. Except for when you put it inside your brain. Which is very interesting, right? So to how to create a refuge outside of the effects of Onslaught. Which is interesting because... In the past issue or the last issue of Way of X, that's where they found Onslaught was inside the minds of those people. Right. So are you creating this as a way to stay away from Onslaught or are you creating this as a way really backdoor to to get him out? Yeah, maybe. Or to bring more people in to get him. You know what I mean? Like... Is it really just a refuge or is there some other connection to like like how you defeat or how you fight or how you pull Onslaught out of that space? Right. That's just what I thought of. It could be what it appears to be, but I don't trust it. I don't either. Well, especially so you didn't read the first two issues of Way of X. Correct. But David Legion had been captured by Orcus. Oh, no. And they were running scenarios in his mind of how to make Krakoa fall. What? So David is an Omega-level reality warper. He also has potentially some other powers, depending on at what time in his development we're at. Mm -hmm. He is someone who, I don't know that he still has multiple personalities, but he has in the past, the We Are Legion is Mm -hmm. because of the other voices, the other people in his head understood and each one represents a different power set interesting so whoever's in control so jack wayne is one of the original and whoever's in control jack wayne yeah sounds like a private detective kind of yeah (laughs) but also just just kind of a ruin everything kind of guy (laughs) yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure exactly what else is going on with with legion but he is easily the star of this book easily You know, I came in thinking it was a Nightcrawler book, but now I'm like, hey, let me get some more of that Legion. Yeah. Well, I'm still upset because apparently the one issue I didn't read is where Blink was involved. (laughs) She's in a shot here. Oh, she she is? Cool. She's in the background. That's great. I'm so excited for her to be in a book. Isn't that Blink with with a dagger? It might be Loa. I don't know. I think that's definitely Pixie. You're asking me? You're asking me. Of all the people, she's always like shaded in a red light. I can't tell. But anyway, quick on for next issue. This sacred land. Oh. The third of our three laws. 
Oh. Respect to the sacred land. Interesting. I really like this book. It's a bit heady and large, which makes it kind of hard to follow relative to others. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's interesting in that way. And I really enjoyed the art. I really like the cast, like the group of characters that are here. And I'm interested to see how and where we're slowly building to with Onslaught. Agreed. Agreed on all counts. You know, there's he's a background threat that's been building as we explore the ideas of these three laws. And there's got to be something more. You know, that's what we're leading to is this one shot, the Onslaught revelation, which is is that going to be the end of it or is that going to be? Is it a giant size? It's a it's an oversized issue. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's not giant size. It's over, just oversized. Well, I mean, you, you said it's a giant size. Like, I don't want to give the impression that it is. There were the the series of giant size issues. It is not. You know, there were like giant size Magneto, giant size yeah. Jim Gray and Emma Frost. It is not of that line. It's not written okay. by Jonathan Hickman. It's written by Cy Spurrier. Who, it's a tissue, not a Kleenex. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. And again, I'm really starting to like Legion more and more. I had never had a problem with Legion. I've always thought that he was a cool guy, cool character, interesting stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that there's more potential for him. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed that book very much, and I love the art. I love it. Would you agree in my ordering of the books, or would you put Excalibur on the other side of Way of X? Uh, no, I think I agree with your order. I just think I like Excalibur more than you do, but I still liked in I still enjoyed Way of X. I, I think I like Excalibur more than I let on. Mm-hmm. And especially, I keep on saying it since Ten of Swords. I feel like it's in God, Alicia, way. read Ten of Swords already. Well, I mean, it's not because of Ten of Swords. It's just coming since. out of Ten of Swords. I feel like it's had a much clearer purpose as to what it's trying to do issue to issue. Got it. Also, Teeny Howard co-wrote Ten of Swords, and it led into... Excalibur led into... Yeah, maybe. I mean, so I also... I didn't love Ten of Swords, you know? And I feel like uh, I I talk it up in these because of how relative it is to a handful of points, but I just want to be clear that... All right. I didn't love it. It It was pretty confusing and long and over extended how many issues is it like 22 22 all right so next week's issues marauders 22 oh yes new mutants 20 x-men legends number five who actually technically so x-men legends are the ones where original creators return to dropped story threads Mm -hmm. peter david who wrote the X-Factor Investigations that I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Also wrote the second iteration of X-Factor, mm-hmm. who is the team that's down there yes. in action figure form of Havoc, Polaris, Strong Guy, Wolfsbane, Multiple Man, and Quicksilver. What a team. So he's coming back to do X-Men Legends number five to write a story in that team lineup. Cool. Yeah. I'm actually really That sounds in exciting. That. And then Guardians of the Galaxy number 16 which kicks off the last annihilation. We all know you're you're in on that. I went and you're I in. found I'm in. I, I went and you I found You added it to your box. I did. <laughs> I <laughs> I sought out issue I picked up issue fifteen, which led into the Hellfire Gala. Mm-hmm. I found issue fourteen at my local shop mm-hmm. and then I found issue thirteen at another shop. 
which are all the issues that kind of lead into Dr. Doom being a part of Guardians of the Galaxy, bringing us into this last annihilation. The ego, the living planet, who is... Oh, ego. I don't know how much you want me to tell you. No, but... I don't. I mean, eventually, but not right now. All right. Well, we'll be on vacation, so I'm not sure. We, we talked about potentially reading them digitally and recording. I don't want to bring the mics, so maybe we'll just record on our phone. We'll see what happens, friends, okay? Maybe we'll just take a vacation like like human beings. Yeah, that's true, too. And maybe we'll just read comics for enjoyment and talk nerdy, and maybe you'll get some phone-recorded Patreon content versus like some car conversations, you know? Couch convos on the road. Hey. hey yo. With that... I think we uh, have said everything we need to say. So until next time, old friend. Charles, you're a bad dad. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. 